0: Welcome to the Life Links podcast, where we link multicultural generations to push past stigma and embrace our heritage, because we're not blending in. If you're trying to balance the generational differences in a multicultural family, then have a listen and see what resonates with you. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. If you want to chat more about what we talk about on this show, please reach out to me on whatever platform you enjoy on social media. I'm available at LifeLinks or on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. I'd love to engage with you more on these topics and hear more of your story and what you have to say about it. Hola, chicas. Happy Wednesday. Happy Midway through June Day. And happy National Smile Power Day. Don't you love that one? I don't usually chime in on those national days because everyone and their grandma sign up for one of those days. But, you know, National Smile Power Day is about exactly what we need right now. Just wanted to check in and see if you've had a moment to smile about something. Maybe a memory or a moment or just the end of the day in the middle of the week. Usually, I can always guarantee My dog will make me smile. My big fluffy mutt rescue muppet dog, Boachy. I put up some pictures of him on, on our Instagram stories just to make sure you had something to smile about. If nothing had come up so far today or this week, take a look at Boach. If he weren't such a crazy dog, he'd be a really good service dog. I hope this episode brings a natural, soulful smile to you because it's fully based on loving every ounce of you that pulses with your heritage and your culture and everything that we are made of, ladies. And whether you're living it out loud or you've turned it down a tad, it's still thriving in you. All those generations of culture have created the beautiful version that you're living today. Your sassiness, intelligence, humor, kindness, compassion, joy, faith, courage. I could go on all day. All of it comes from those who loved you in advance. Who hoped that one day you would love them in return by loving who you come from. But it can be difficult to be all of you, right? All that. When you're living in a different country or culture, far from who your ancestors were, even in kind surrounding and inclusion, sometimes it just feels odd. Something's missing and we don't know because we don't know our past. We don't know our culture when we've been removed by one generation or two or three or four generations and it can make you uncomfortable. And that discomfort starts at a pretty young age. Now, maybe it feels easier as you get older. Maybe the threat feels less heavy or maybe you feel more accepted. But what if feeling more accepted comes with a price tag? Have you ever maybe quieted part of yourself when you're out in the world? Like took your huge personality and all its little pieces and siloed them depending on who you're with or what you're doing or where you're at. And trying to seek out all the different instances that all of those beautiful parts of your personality can come out, that's exhausting. In the long run, it's just so much easier to be all of you all at once. If you aren't actively living all of the parts of your personality out loud, then some of them are going to go dormant. They're going to forget. There's like, hey, I don't have a chance to be up there. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait a little more. Still not here. Okay, I'm just gonna take a little nap now. That little nappy poop. Hmm. Or do you ever feel like you shouldn't be a certain part of you? that you shouldn't be having your personality out there and you start self-editing your own personality. We all do that. This is what we're talking about today. Have you self-edited your natural personality, your cultural soul in order to blend into your surroundings? It might make life easier in the moment. But since life passes so quickly, you may forget to regain it, to bring it back up, that cultural soul, and not even realize you're doing it. You are so busy as life goes on, do you even remember all the personalities you had as a kid? So you may be thinking you're living your true self, that you're maturing, into this person by self-editing parts of your personality, leaving them behind as you move forward. But maybe you're just creating a version of yourself to manage life outside your culture. The world needs your whole person living freely out here. You were born with a purpose, ladies. You have a purpose that may yet be discovered. Because life's that whole journey where you explore all these pieces of you. So if you begin self-editing your personality, shutting down parts of you that make others uncomfortable, you may be erasing the very part of your purpose here on earth. So how do you know if you've been self-editing your personality? Do you remember all the parts that you were born into? As you're thinking about that for a minute, I'm going to give you the shout out of this week's steamy cafecito moment. This is our way of supporting women of color, small business in any community. So if you have one in your neighborhood that you'd love to share with us, especially a global recommendation, then DM me on our LifeLinks Instagram or email me through our website at thelinks.com. That's ln And this week's, ah, oh, I love her. Again, local for me, but by the beauty of technology, also available to you regardless of where you are. I'm getting too easily influenced by all these delicious lattes that are not just your milk and coffee. I'll tell you more about this amazing business at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. So let's get into today's topic and take some time to consider your whole personality, your identity. It's an important connection to yourself and also to your heritage. So much of your soul comes streaming out through your personality A personality that is based on so many people. You've got to wonder sometimes, who gave me this? This love of music, this love of food, your sassiness, your fierceness. Oh yeah, don't mess with the amigas. Mm -mm. All that love of any part of the culture has already seeped in and created your DNA before you even landed on this planet. So let's check in. Are you living your true identity? Or have you self-edited yourself? Have you changed something about yourself, but maybe don't remember why? What have you left behind from your culture because it was too difficult to deal with when you were younger? It's totally understandable. We all do this. I even do it here on the podcast, if you haven't noticed. Some days I'm like this. Woo. <laughs> Some days I'm like this. Da, 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 da. That's my natural personality. And sometimes I listen and go, oh, my Lord, I should tune that down. I should be all calm. I should be professional and let you know what I've gone through. And then I listen to that and I go, oof, who's that? Self-edited. I edited the self-editing. To make it sound good. It's ridiculous. We all do it. And it starts young because, gosh, when we're little, we are just trying to figure stuff out and survive and get ahead. We create an identity to get through all of it. We get accustomed to it. We think that's who we are. And with life changing so quickly and life necessities piling up, It's difficult to stop a moment and reassess. We rarely take time and reflect on ourselves. Is this really who I am? The easiest target when you're little is your name. And we talked a lot about names in episode 42 and their importance as an individual. The identity that's given to you in this name Culturally, your name is bestowed on you with this intention, with grace and blessings for a good life. And as you come into yourself, that name may not resonate with you. Totally agree. But think back now and consider, were you ever asked, what else can I call you? And maybe after hearing that so often, even if you stood strong initially, you eventually began to give in and just go by whatever was easier for someone else to call you. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It is really hard to keep persevering in your full identity. That name challenge, that may have been the first thread that pulled away from you. You, this gorgeous tapestry woven from all the ancestors that dance freely in their fullness, and said, here, this thread is me. You know how this goes once that one thread gets torn free from fabric, though. Pretty soon, others follow, and the tugging of life, the pulling at you, begins a hole that gradually gets bigger and bigger. And your identity, your cultural connection, is being undone. And a lot of times this goes unnoticed. We all go through this. That's why it's really important to have this moment to check in and see, have I self-edited myself? Have I turned myself down? Have I told myself no? Have you self-edited who you truly are so that you can make it more comfortable for others? Or even more comfortable on yourself to get through situations or a group of people or a job? And did you circle back and say, okay, get back on board. Let's bring that back. Because ultimately, I feel that if we don't pick it up, if we don't fill our soul back with who we are, we feel odd about it. Like something's missing and it gets really hard trying to figure out what to do when your soul's been shut down, told not to come out. So take a moment and consider if any parts of you are missing. Has a disconnect, an unraveling occurred while you were busy just trying to get yourself ahead? Think about what else you may have edited from yourself as a way to keep moving forward. It could be the way you speak, your spirituality, your passion and feistiness. Things that truly run deep in us, that come out naturally. And we know this, we hear it. You're too strong, you're too forward, you're too loud. And we edit, and we edit, and we edit. And it may help you in the moment. It may get you the job, the promotion, the partner, but in doing so, in self-editing your cultural identity, something else happens. Remember, you are representation for more Latinas out there, for more badass chicas. If you begin to self-edit your cultural identity in order to have a seat at the table, then others will be expected to do the same. If you want a seat at the table, then you should act like this. Mm -mm. People will want you to accommodate their comfort by editing yourself. And if your heritage makes them uncomfortable, whether it's your name, accent, faith, how you represent, they will want you to turn it down a notch. Maybe eliminate it altogether. So it's up to each one of us, all of us together, to passionately persist to remain whole in our cultural identity rather than let it go. Because as we let go of that cultural identity, pieces of ourselves go with it. That unraveling. As you let go of each piece, as you tear free more threads, the hole gets bigger. And as the hole gets bigger, your identity, this beautiful tapestry that tells a story of who you are and who you come from, becomes unrecognizable, even to yourself. It happens so slowly that you tend to adjust to each piece that you let go of and normalize its absence. You forget. You may be thinking now, geez, I used to do X, Y, Z. Totally came off your radar. You may not even be cognizant of it happening or you agree to let it happen and consider yourself the stronger person for it, the accommodating person that can give up parts of yourselves for others. I did this, and I was very young. I didn't even realize I was letting go of myself. I was wanting to accommodate a new marriage, a new family, my profession. And I knew I was stronger, and there was more to give away. And I would still be intact. to be present in all those different roles. But that's not what happened. So I have this analogy for you and it involves saffron. Saffron is that gorgeous golden threads of the crocus flower that's used as a spice and to add color to food. And most of you know this, most of you use this. It's absolutely necessary for making paella And it's insanely expensive because of how little you can harvest in each flower and how difficult it is because they're harvesting it with tweezers. Saffron, those delicate little threads, I see as each one of us. You are these delicate, invaluable threads that add so much, that make you unique and colorful and absolutely necessary. In my own situation, with all these threads of my personality, I didn't realize that I basically had lost all of them by the time I was 30. I had kept my name and my faith. I had been very strong in fighting against being a Connie and being ridiculed for my Catholic faith but I had slowly been accommodating people around me because I could. There were the engineers at the office who had never worked with a woman before, so tone it down. My ex-in-laws, who did not agree with women having careers. Tone it down. Be the mom. Be in the kitchen. Don't give my children Spanish names. Don't cook that funny food. And with each raised eyebrow or harsh comment, I would retreat a little in order to make it easier on them, kind of disappear off the radar, but obviously easier on me as well. But here's what happens. As you retreat, as you accommodate their discomfort, they also normalize the quote-unquote, knew you. They feel right. You see, this is how you should act. But it doesn't stop there. They want more. Each time you give away a piece of your identity, guess what? You've exposed new parts of yourself that hadn't come under scrutiny before. And now there they are, fresh, vibrant, exposed, and under attack. So another valuable saffron thread is tossed aside. And I remember the day I realized I had only one thread left and how hollow I felt in that moment. I was still married with two little ones. Our industry had just come out of a major recession and we were struggling financially. But we still had a house, two cars, our jobs, so we were blessedly intact. As a young little family, we were walking all together in a quaint neighborhood, doing some window shopping when I saw my favorite coffee place. hmm por supuesto, even then. Now you know me. When I want coffee, I want it now. So I said to my husband, I'm going to get a latte. In 1994 this would have been 250. It was the one little pleasure that I rarely gave myself because I actually made my own lattes every day since I was 21. And instead of acknowledging that I rarely ask for one, that I do it for cheap at home, this man said, "Can't you wait till you get home?" Mm. Mhm. Mhm in that split second i felt like i was holding on to the very last thread that defined who i am i had given away all the other aspects so that he could feel comfortable unthreatened and for what i wasn't even worth 250 to him I thought to myself, if I give up on this very last thread, there will be nothing left of me. If I become some neutral version of myself, what will happen to my two girls? And more importantly, how will they ever know their truth, their culture, the amazing matriarchs that pulse in every strand of their double X DNA? And that's when I began to look around, feverishly searching for all my valuable threads that I had irresponsibly tossed away. The unique saffron threads that boldly displayed my color, my heritage, my sassiness. Without those threads, I would have blended into the background of an uncolored world. My life would become a bland, flavorless mass of singularity. Instead, I once again became the unapologetic Latina who regained every memory, sought all the knowledge of my mother and aunts in order to infuse my daughters with cultural pride. I tried my best to teach them to avoid unraveling their identities for others and instead remain whole. And I want to share that with you. That's why I tell you these stories. Because if you remain whole, if you collect all your threads, all the threads of the tapestry, all the saffron threads that make you so valuable, then you attract the friends, the peers, the partners, who value your whole identity. You avoid feeling that your cultural identity, your Latina identity is something to mask under this veil of sameness. For them, I hope they would be proud of their abuela, not notice her accent, accept everything that she brought here because she didn't leave her life in Peru for here. Oh, uh-uh. oh. She brought all of it with her and created her own world here with the two blended together. I wanted them to carry that love of culture forward for one and two generations, being the fifth and sixth generations to my abuelita. And I hope the same for you too. It's never too late to take back the pieces of you that you may have given away, that you may have delicately placed away, or that you may have forgotten. Take some time to consider what you left behind and why. Because looking back with an older perspective repositions your story. It gives it context. And the best part, it gives your story compassion and forgiveness. Be who you want to be. You don't have to be all of you but be sure to have all the pieces in front of you to choose from. Your heritage is in your DNA. It's not something you move away from or marry out of. It is the life link to your parents, grandparents, and ancestors. It's the reason you do what you do. It's your identity, and you are valuable, priceless. You are more valuable than other people's discomfort or egos or ignorance. You're made of legends that have gone unspoken. Find your voice and speak purely, admirably of the people you come from. Because these strong cultural threads can readily get left behind in a culture that doesn't support them. And we, as the next generation, may think we're just evolving. We're leaving behind what doesn't work and moving on. And that's so on point. There are behaviors and traumas that can definitely get left behind, aren't really true to the culture, but there are the valuable ones, too, to bring forward, and we have to be able to identify them. If we continue to leave behind valuable cultural parts of us because it makes our life easier or it makes the people around us, it makes their life easier, then we are self-editing to accommodate others. If we don't invest in ourselves and retain our culture against this pressure, against pop culture, against threat, then why do we continue to fight for diversity at all? Are we truly diverse if we're leaving parts of our cultural identity behind by self-editing our personalities to conform? Now, for the steamy cafecito moment, (laughs) I hope you were following the inside on your Instagram stories. I had so many pictures on this one. And if you missed any of our previous shout-outs of these amazing businesses, then take a look at the cafecito icon on our Instagram stories. And they're also on the links tab on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. This treasure is actually steps away from the petite cafe that I visited last week. The medical professionals in that area have it made. This business is a black woman-owned business called Oaklandia Cafe. Now, everything about that name speaks truth. The owner, Latora Monk, had the courage to open this business in June of 2020. Oh, yeah, and she was having her second child. She wanted a community hangout, a place where people would gather. So inherent to a culture that believes in gathering, especially over food. I felt it even before I walked through the door. Her passion to fight through the pandemic closure and claim her business is felt in every corner of that cafe. Again, I totally disregarded my absolutely nothing in my coffee or did the black and brown latte. <laughs> to me, it's like the sisterhood latte with brown caramel bourbon and dark chocolate syrups. Oh, yeah, I did. Are you on a warm beach on the equator right now, just thinking about it? Plus, I had to dive into the luscious food and baked goods. Everything was so fresh and popping with flavors of summertime. I can only imagine what it's like to be at Latoura's table in her home. She has a GoFundMe campaign that has been supporting her while starting at this volatile time, so if you are not in the area to support her business personally, please consider donating to this. Check out her Instagram at Oaklandia Cafe, or you can also see these links on this episode's transcripts on our website at thelinks.com. Remember to tag Life Links in your favorite cafecito moments. Maybe your favorite coffee hangout in your community. Show us where you like to gather. I'd love to see your favorites, especially from around the world. And if you have a favorite latte that is unique, let me know. I am such a rookie at this. I need all the educating I can get. Take a look on our website at thelinks.com for each episode's transcripts and the articles linked to what you've heard here today. Share the love of this podcast with your friends while you're drinking your cafecitos. And please leave a review for us on your favorite streaming platform. Step into your truth, ladies. I love you. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's X. Because it's about time. It's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at LifeLinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!